I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. On DAB Plus, online, via the TalkSport app, and on your smart speaker. Lions Daily on TalkSport 2. Good evening, I'm Tim Cocker and welcome to the Lions Daily. This is your home of rugby for the summer as we bring you the latest news and expert views around the 2021 British and Irish Lions Tour of South Africa. So the Lions are in Johannesburg, kits unpacked, training's underway and so are the press conferences as well. So today you'll hear from some of the leaders of the group who've been sharing their thoughts with us, including the Lions skipper, the new Lions skipper, Connor Murray and forwards coach Robin McBride. And as we focus on the background and the journey of some of the Lions squad members to this, the summit of the game, our player profile today is on Dan Bigger. And you'll hear from his former coach at Gorsainen Rugby Club to tell us what he was like before he became a household name. And the Springboks, well, they've named their first side since the World Cup final win all those months ago against England. So we can now get stuck into how South Africa are shaping up ahead of their match with Georgia this Friday. And one man who knows what it takes to win in South Africa for the Lions... Lawrence Delalio gives you the benefit of his wisdom too. Another big Lions Daily show on Talksport 2. Uh, Ollie Hunter is with me, Talksport 2 producer. How are you doing, Ollie? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm good. I've uh, I've had to go through it ended up being about 50 minutes worth of press conference audio for uh, the new Lions captain, Connor Murray, and uh, Robin McBride, the assist, one of the assistant coaches. Um, we'll, we'll hear from both, actually, uh, in, in longer form uh, throughout the show. But um, really, really interesting. Uh, other than that, yeah, everything everything is great. It's just... We are really getting into it now. I know the guys are out in South Africa, but it feels like the the tour is in earnest underway. You can tell by some of the things that McBride and um, and Connor Murray were saying is they've got their game heads now on. They're 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 fully into it. There's a bit of a siege mentality as well, almost a literal one, given that everybody is in a bubble. So. Um, yeah, look, really, really looking forward to it. And we've got rugby on Friday. There's the South Africa game against Georgia. Then more rugby on Saturday. It's just brilliant, it's isn't it? good times. And I think uh, during this show today, we're going to have a competition about who loves Dan Bigger more, aren't we, Ollie? 
yeah, we are. I really love Dan Bigger. Um, I went out to the Rugby World Cup in 2019. Uh, I was uh, going on a sort of a working holiday uh, with Talk Sports. So they got me into the grounds. I went round Japan. Yeah, all right, myself. mate, all right. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was great. So I was doing little bits and bobs. I was going to the games. I went to all the knockout games. And Dan Bigger is a huge Talk Sport fan, massive Talk Sport fan. And he, um, I, the first time I met him, I introduced myself. I'm Ollie Hunter from Talk Sport. He went, oh, Talk Sport, that's great. At the post-matches, um, the, all the players would go through the mix zone and you, the players would stop at TV first, then reporters, local press, then it would be radio right at the end. If they've done a lot of TV... Saving the best till last, obviously. Well, well exactly. But if they've done a lot of TV, they don't end up doing any of the radio because the presser, press officer doesn't want them um, being uh, doing too much. They've got an allocated amount that they, that they need to do and they shouldn't go over that amount. No, 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 when it came to, to Talk Sport and Ollie Hunter, Dan Bigger made sure, even if he was doing all of that TV commitments beforehand, that he would come to me because I was from Talk Sport. So, Dan Bigger, hats off to you, my man. I love you, buddy. And uh, we'll, we'll have a massive Dan Bigger loving later on in the show. We absolutely will. But before we get to that, and before we get into Andrew McKenna's chat with Robin McBride, actually, let's hear from the new tour captain, Conor Murray, who said he'll be drawing on the experience of some of his former skippers when it comes to leading this Lions side. Rory Best and, and Paul O'Connell would be two of the, the biggest captains I've played under. My, a good friend in my club, P Peter O'Mahony, who has experience in this this area too. So there's, there's guys that, you know, if, if things crop up or, you know, you're thinking of what to say or, or what not to say, you know, it's, it's just guys like that that you can... Thankfully, you can pick up the phone to them and, and run things by them. But saying that you're chosen because of what you do already, and, and I, I don't want to try and become someone different, try and try and force things that that aren't that that aren't that natural to you. So, um, you know, I think that's really important. I focus on that and and hopefully lead by by what I'm doing. So Andrew McKenna was asking the questions for us today, and he tweeted the word assured about how he felt after hearing Connor Murray speak. And you kind of get that there. There's a, there's a quiet confidence with the guy. I think it's something that not many people who were slamming and panning the decision earlier on, on Saturday evening whilst, uh, whilst I was in Edinburgh and um, the, the, the news filtered in and people going, why is he doing it? He's never been a captain before. He's, um, he's, he's not the most vocal on the field. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, give that aura of leadership. I tell you what, during 25, I went all Macca then, uh, but all, to, <laughs> all 25 minutes of, uh, of the press conference, um, you could see the absolute captain material yeah. um, oozing out of him because it, we, we get the, the visual version as well. It's all done now over Zoom because of COVID and, and, and such like. We get the visuals and calmness personified. He didn't, he didn't get annoyed that things were taking so long. Um, he he had to wait for one of the guys to to get his connection correct. I I was so so impressed with the way he carried himself, with the way he spoke, and um, you heard there he's going to draw on um, being led by some some real greats in real Paul O'Connell, Rory Best, yeah. and Peter O'Manahy for his his uh, his well, Gary Owen club as well. On Peter O'Manahy, actually, he said today he's been quoted as saying uh, it's a special honour, and there is no better man to be on your third tour is proper legend stuff. And yeah, Conor Murray will have gravitas when he speaks because he does have two previous Lions tours 
under his belt. He's got Grand Slams, Six Nations trophies, and he's a key man in some huge occasions. Just think of that win over the All Blacks in Chicago. Soldier Field, for example. Oh, uh, that was an incredible game. I remember it. I was kind of, oh, I'll chuck it on. I'll see if um, I'll see if uh, the Irish can can make a game of it. And from the very start, and I don't know whether you remember um, Anthony Foley, uh, the Munster head coach, had passed away. Yeah, very maybe recently. A, maybe a week beforehand. And yeah. it was a really emotional occasion. The All Blacks laid down a, a Foley jersey in front of them whilst they did did the hacker um Rory Best uh, who who captained the Ireland for I think over 50 times um he really rallied his troops and I think that's the kind of thing that Connor Murray, Connor Murray is going to draw from those mm. kind of experiences the way to lead your lead your team um it it was an an amazing occasion they beat the All Blacks for the first time ever and they beat them really, really convincingly. And that's the kind of thing yeah. you're going to need in South Africa. Yeah, and he was a, a huge part of uh, of that particular win. So, yeah, plenty of experience. The, the longer I've sat with it over these last couple of days, the more I think, yeah, I'm totally on board. But I should never have doubted it because it was Warren Gatlin's call and anything he seems to uh, decide tends to work out for the best. Uh, one of Warren Gatlin's assi- assistants on this tour in the coaching team is Robin McBride. He also spoke to the media and Macca today. So let's hear what he had to say. Robin, how are you? How's everyone after the flight? Yeah, we're good, thank you. Uh, pretty straightforward. Not that much of a um, change in times, in time zones. Nice hotel here, so yeah, great. About an hour or so before the plane actually took off from Edinburgh, uh, Sarah Ramaphosa was, was making a statement, the president of South Africa, about the state of COVID there and the fact that they were having to go into level four lockdown. Were you, uh, as a group, aware of, of that speech? Were you taking it in? Has it been relayed to you what was been said in that meeting? Yeah, we were well briefed in the hotel prior to our departure uh, from Edinburgh by the medical team. Uh, they were very thorough, so nobody is under any sort of illusions with regards to how serious it is um, over here in South Africa and that we've all got a duty and a role to play with regards to making sure that um, we do everything 100% by the book um, and not allow things to get stressed out or get on top of us. We realise how lucky we are to be given this opportunity um, and we've got, to, we've got to pay due diligence to all the... Um, restrictions and the things we've got to go through. It's it's a way of life currently, isn't it? So, um, you know, we, we're very fortunate that, that we're here going ahead with it. There's been lots of talk about potentially moving everything down to Cape Town. Is there anything that you can tell us this stage that has been definitely concrete put in place or is everything as the original itinerary uh, when you got on the plane? Yeah, no, as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, those those decisions aren't mine to make anyway. One thing is concrete. We had a good session this morning. Um, so I'm pretty hard, pretty glad uh, that that's going well. You know, we had a few new, um, five new members joining the party uh, following the game against Japan. So it's good to get them bedded into some training and get some hard work done. You've obviously had to name a new tour captain uh, following the Jap- uh, Japan game. Can you give us some some idea and, and some insight into the discussions that took place among the coaching staff to to decide that Conor Murray was your man? Yeah, we we didn't um, spend that long talking about it. Obviously, we had to uh, make a decision pretty quickly uh, on the run. Uh, there were a number of candidates that were discussed, um, but Conor, because of his experience, he came out on top. Really, um, I'm sure Warren will be able to explain. Uh, a little bit further, but um, yeah, as, as far as I go, you know, it was a quick discussion amongst us. 
to discuss those uh, outstanding candidates. Um, and then Warren made the call on uh, on Connor. And just finally from me, is everyone available for selection for Saturday's game as we stand at the moment? Yeah, everyone's available. Um, we're in a, in a good place. Everybody's been given a fit bit of health, so um, it's good to get going. You know, we've arrived in South Africa now. We've had our first session under, under our belts. Um, we're familiar with the hotel. We've, we're familiar with the, the routine that we're going to fall into. Um, so... Um, from here on in, really, it should be. Uh, I'm not quite confident enough to say plain sailing um, because anything can happen really quickly. Uh, however, uh, we're, we're comfortable in our surroundings. Uh, we know what's ahead of us. Uh, so we've just got to roll our sleeves up now and get on with There you go. Lions assistant coach Robin McBride speaking to Andrew McKenna for us. Uh, as Maka will be getting, well, quizzing all of the guys that matter throughout the tour for TalkSport and TalkSport 2, your home for the British and Irish Lions rugby right across the summer. Interesting to pick up there. Robin McBride said, yep, there's a clean bill of health for everyone in the squad. Uh, That means all the guys that have joined late will be available for selection. So it'll be really interesting to see the, the Lions team. Uh, when when we get it for the game against the other Lions, the South African Lions, uh, at the weekend. Um, that's good news for a start, I guess, after the injuries and the people that have dropped out. Yeah, big Lions derby. You love a Lions derby on tour. Um, yeah, I think so. I think that's really good news that the, the guys that were playing in the Premiership final um, coming through. I know there was a, a, a big knock for Luke Cowan Dickey, but, yeah. um, you know, if if... if, if he looks like that he's going to be available for selection. Maybe they'll give him an extra week. They'll play him in the the, the Wednesday game and probably put Ken Owens on the bench and 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 yeah. um, you know go other ways with starting. But look, I, tomorrow uh, I think you and I are going to try and pick our Lions fifteen for that game, given mm. that Warren Gatland announces the the uh, 23, um, 11 o'clock, I think it's actually 10 o'clock uh, UK time. Um, so uh, we'll have all of that on Thursday's show as well, yeah. Yeah, really looking forward to that. And the, the, uh, I, lo- I love Robin McBride for the fact that like like the great front row forwards there he's a, he's a no nonsense man and do you know what rugby players coaches in fact athletes of any kind are the perfect people to deal with all the situations that they've got out there in South Africa at the minute lots of questions lots unanswered lots of unknowns lots of potential changes or they're not going to worry about any of that and you got that from Robin McBride they're going to control what they can control yeah. and right now that is the next training session and uh, yeah, so uh, they, they seem like they're dealing with the whole situation very well. Just one other bit of news uh, from today regarding the whole South Africa tour. And South Africa have named their 23-man squad for their game against Georgia in Pretoria on Friday. That's a 6pm kickoff. And Andrew McKenna and former England utility back Tom May will be on commentary duty for us right here on TalkSport 2. Uh, it's the first squad South Africa have named since the World Cup final against England. 20 very long months and it's really interesting to see. There's three uncapped players I'm just going to flag up. Two on each wing. Uh, Afalele Fassi and Roscoe Speckman. Absolute gas. So I can't wait to speak to Brian Habana on tomorrow's show about those two guys. Really, really exciting. And they've already got Cheslin Colby and, and, and guys like that on the wing. Mapimpi. So outrageous talents on the wings. It, it's um, they're, they're really blessed in those departments, aren't yeah, they? Well, wow. They're, well, they're also blessed in the back row department. Okay, great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Leicester back row, uh, Jasper Visa, has been named on the bench and could make his debut for South Africa there. So, 
Uh, without Dwayne Vermaelen at the moment, uh, they've named Quagga Smith probably one of the smallest number eights in world rugby. Uh, and for South Africa, that's quite unusual. So, yeah, but keep an eye out on... Uh, on the Leicester number eight, Jasper Visa, who's had a great season, uh, and th- th- that small guy to go up against uh, another m- small guy maybe later on in uh, uh, the, the South African A game potentially mm. against uh, Sam Simmons, who who joined up with the Lions as, as well. Uh, yeah, um, amazing, ex- exciting. Um, Jasper Visa is the only English-based player, mm. so all the Sale guys are being held back, probably for the game against Georgia the next week in Johannesburg, which is also live on um, on TalkSport 2, um, where we'll probably see a completely different um, 23. Really good. And as I say, Brian Habana tomorrow, the, the Lions team on Thursday, every single day on Lions Daily, we've, uh, we've got all the latest and breaking news. Uh, and that's what you're listening to now on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse, the spirit of rugby, 18 plus, be drink aware. And remember, the whole TalkSport network is the only place you can listen to every match of the 2021 Lions Tour with commentary of every game. And coming up next, well, we'll hear more from the new Lions captain, Connor Murray. Coming at it, 10 metres out. They go down the right hand side. Connor Murray for the score! Connor Murray, it opened up in front of him, and there was the opportunity. He simply picked it up from the base. There was no guard for New Zealand, and Connor Murray scores. Connor Murray, Munster Rugby, Ireland. We haven't been on two. After the one in, in New Zealand in, in 2017, you're kind of trying to map it out, you know, what age you'll be and, and do you have a chance and, you know, there was always that outside chance and, you know, body feels great, I feel fit, you know, feel informed. We've got some big British and Irish Lions news to come to you. Captain Alan Wynne-Jones has been ruled out after picking up a dislocated shoulder. Ireland scrum half Connor Murray has been named the tour captain for the British and Irish Lions tour to South Africa. He's Gats type of player. He's very good at controlling things, he's got a good box kick. Likeable guy, really nice guy. So yeah, just someone that um, you know the boys can really, you know, would get behind and, and, and fight for really. There you go, Mike Phillips among the voices talking about the new Lions captain, Connor Murray. Also, uh, music from the Celtic punk band Dropkick Murphys, an inspired choice, uh, Ollie Hunter, well played. Um, I, I, and just listening to Macca's commentary over that, I, th- I think he could do a job as a frontman for that band as well. It yeah, he probably could, actually. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so Mike Phillips, uh, by the way, who spoke to us yesterday, and if you did miss that show, you can listen again via the TalkSport app in the podcast section um, because Mike Phillips also said Conor Murray definitely not as good looking as him and also said that Conor Murray, on the first night on the 2013 tour to Australia, they roomed together and Connor Murray tucked Mike Phillips into bed. So uh, there you go. Go, go. go and catch up with that. But right now, let's hear from the Leinster and Ireland scrum half. Um, sp- sorry, Munster scrum half speaking to Talk Sports Andrew McKenna earlier today. Just back on Alan Wynn for a moment. Uh, as a group of players, how do you deal uh, and sort of approach that whole situation? Do you go and speak to him after the game or do you deliberately stay away because you know in the heart of hearts there's nothing you can say to him that's going to make him feel better? Yeah, I think that was definitely um, something that happened on Saturday evening. I suppose, you know, the Welsh lads in particular know Al, know Al a, lot, a lot better than us and, um, you know, 
it would ha- it would be the same for me if something like that happened. You you probably want your own space for a while, and you know if if you want to talk, you'll you'll come over. You know, Al Al made you know he was really good. Um, you know he got up and, and presented the lads with their with their first caps, and you know put on a really brave face on Saturday evening, which was really admirable, given he had just gotten some some pretty bad news. So um, it was a bit of a mix. You know what I mean? You 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 can see from his point of view that he might not want to chat too much. Um. No one's trying to make him feel better. It, it, it is what it is. Um, it was a really unfortunate thing that happened. And, um, you know, you if it was me, you'd deal with it in, in your own head over time. So I think lads were really respectful of him. But, you know, he was around the team room. He was chatting. He was, um, you know, he was enjoying the, the win and, and people getting off the mark with the Lions. So, um, you know, it was a bit of both. You kind of have to read the situation. How much freedom are you going to get as captain? Because obviously there's an awful lot of structures that have been put in place already. Pretty much everything is is laid down in front of you, isn't it? Uh, yeah, uh, to to a certain extent, I think you know the coaches have given all players you know um, the the space and the the ability to to speak up and 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 tweak and change things if if we if we see a reason to do that. So um, you know, yeah, we definitely have structures and, and systems that are already in place and. Um, we as a playing group have been, especially in Jersey, working really hard on that tweaking areas that you know we might see a little bit of room for improvement, or um, you know the coaches have been tweaking things that they might have they might have had already set out before before we even got together. So it's a it's a live document, really. You know what I mean? Our game plan, so it, it, it is open to to change at times. But you know what we've what we've done in Jersey, um, and you know in a lot of parts against uh, Japan on the weekend was really, really good. So it's, it's just about carrying that forward. And, you know, I said at the start, the players are driving this as much as the coaches, which has really put me at ease in terms of, of, of my role. Lots of people on Saturday evening after the announcement were saying, well, that's Conor Murray starting the test then. But in some ways, does it actually mean that you now have to work even harder because you don't want to be the captain that doesn't make the test match team? Yeah, no, it doesn't mean it for 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 a minute. I think that's completely separate. Um, we, we've seen it before in line stores where um, captains haven't started, and 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 you know you. That's why I feel really strongly that I gotta remain uh, myself and keep doing what I'm doing because that's you know that's the the aim is to to be in contention for the test the test day squad and 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 play in the test matches. That's what makes this whole tour so special. Um, having been on ones before, you know, playing in the tests is what it's all about, and that's what everyone's still trying to do um and you know for not, not for a second though, i think that's um that's a given now uh if anything like you said you you, you want to really make sure you're you're on top of your game and and you're, and you're playing as as good as you can possibly play as a squad as you were getting on the plane on sunday evening the south african government were announcing a two-week level four lockdown that means no gatherings restaurants and schools closed probably the biggie uh, no alcohol being sold has there been any discussion amongst the players about this? Has anyone said, is it right that we're here? No, there hasn't. Uh, not yet. You know, obviously, we were very aware of what's going on outside um, with the lockdown and, and things like that. But, you know, the the protocols and things that, you know, we're here to, you know, hopefully put a smile on people's faces, you know, here and 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 back at home. Um, you know, even since we've been here, you know, stopping the bus at traffic lights, you know, we've people beeping at us, waving at us, smiling at us. So I think there's there's a good um, buzz around us being here. You know, we're obviously very aware of the situation outside the hotel. Um, you know, we literally go from the hotel to the training ground. We, 
we're very much um, restricted in our movements as well. So um, no, not at the moment. You know, it's it's again like the, it's a it's a live document. You know, it, things can change so quickly. But you know, we're here and um, very lucky to be able to do what we're doing and, and very focused on, you know, putting on a, a show for people to to get behind and and, and support us. Just finally from me, South Africa have named their team for the uh, match against Georgia on Friday evening. As you'd expect, it's pretty strong as a squad. Will you sit down and watch it together? Yeah, I'm sure we will. Yeah, um, we're here to play them in a three three test series. So yeah, there'll be there'll be big interest in that. Um, yeah, there's a feeling since we since we landed here in South Africa that um, you know it's 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 time for kind of the serious stuff. So yeah, it'll it'll all kick off now and. Um, I'm sure if it, if it's on the team room, um, there won't be many players not not watching it there. Lions captain Conor Murray speaking with Andrew McKenna for us. And do you know what? I'm just going to make one quick reference here, as Conor Murray really fronted up, was very honest there, spoke about Alan Wynne Jones and his disappointment. The mantle's been passed on. It, it just sort of reminds reminds me of Optimus Prime in the Transformers movie, passing the Matrix onto Ultra Magnus. At first, you think, oh, but he's not. Optimus Prime, but th- then he rises to the occasion. Look at, I, 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 do you know what? It's incredible that you've brought that up. Is that the uh, the 1987 animated yeah, movie? Yeah, the which, one. Have you seen on Twitter going around, people have been going, what te- five movies have you watched over ten times in your life? No, I've not seen But oh, that's yours, is that's, it? I've probably watched that more times than any other film. Yeah, class. It, and the soundtrack is outrageous you as well. You got the touch. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. a brilliant film. It, is, Great work, Tim. It, it, I, honestly. That's great work. But uh, looking forward, very much looking forward to hearing more from Connor Murray on the basis of that five minutes with Macca alone. But we've just heard from him. What about the man he replaced, Alan Wynne Jones? We heard Connor Murray reference the chat that Alan Wynne gave to the squad. Lions assistant coach Robin McBride said that Alan Wynne's outgoing speech to the team after the Japan game was a special one. He spoke very well. Um, I can't tell you word for word what he said <laughs> in the cap presentation, but um, you know he kept his emotions in check because. It's a big thing. I thought he spoke very eloquently. Uh, I wished everybody the best and just got on with the job, really. It was tough. Uh, it was tough for all concerned, really. Uh, I know Jason Leonard was close to shedding a tear. Uh, if it, well, he was Jason Leonard as some sort of barometer. But it was... Uh, when when Alan Wynn speaks, it's always from the heart. It's very heartfelt. So there's no, uh, no way of getting around it, how disappointed he was, obviously. Um, but he was able to get his words out and, um, and just do the job at hand. It sums him up, really, isn't it? You know, with regards to putting the team first and uh, it's not about me, it's about the team. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. If you draw a tear out of Jason Leonard, then... uh then you you go in some. So uh, great insight from Robin McBride there. You are listening to the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse, the spirit of rugby, 18 plus, be drink aware. Uh, and a reminder, the TalkSport network is the only place you can listen to the British and Irish Lions tour to South Africa. We're bringing you commentary of every single match. And next up, Lions Daily Player Profile, where we focus on Dan Bigger. Dan Bigger. Northampton Saints, Wales. Massive achievement and, and something which I'm extremely proud of um, and, and grateful for, for everyone who's supported me. Hi, I'm Adrian Durham and maybe not everybody knows this, but I'm a massive, massive Dan Bigger fan. And I'll tell you why. I go back to 2015 World Cup at Twickenham when he's got to kick the points from the halfway line. It's a straight kick, but not always easy. And he has the length, he has the direction, he has the mentality, he has the coolness, the calm. And Dan Bigger is lining up this shot at goal. Looks a long way, doesn't it? Length, no problem. Length, no problem. Direction, no problem. On top of being arguably the best kicker in the world, he's just a terrific rugby player as well. Directs it, orchestrates it. He's just fantastic. Fantastic. Love everything about Dan Bigger. Mentality is superb. Got to be. Got to be in the Lions 15. Go well, Dan Bigger. Absolutely loving your work. Welcome back to the Lions Daily. And during the tour, we want to pull back the curtain and find out the origin stories of the squad members. And as you've just heard now... That is for Northampton Saints and Wales fly half Dan Bigger. I, I couldn't agree more with Adrian Durham and his thoughts on the man there. After and after a stellar game against Japan at the weekend, he's thrown his hat firmly into the ring to start that first test in the number ten jersey. Uh, Dan Bigger played five tour games in 2017, but as it stands, he doesn't have a test cap for the Lions. He didn't start against New Zealand. We won't go into the test status for that Japan game again right now. Uh, but what I will do instead is speak to Rob Steele, who coached Dan at Gore Sinon Rugby Club uh, when he was just a lad. How are you doing, Rob? How's it going? Yes, very good. Uh, I'm, I'm great, thank you. How do you feel when you see Dan Bigger run out in a Lions jersey? Oh, it, 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 makes, us very, it makes me very proud. You know, I've known Dan since a young, very young lad. And uh, to see his progression in rugby is fantastic. He's uh, he's always been he's always been a professional even since a young lad. 
Tell me, yeah, tell me more about the the, the young Dan Bigger. Um, when yeah. you your memories, how old was he? About it was like eleven years 11, old. Dan was yes, Dan was eleven when he came to sign in, um, and he always Dan. I don't know whether most most people didn't know Dan always Dan always played a year up, so he was always playing for the under twelves when he was eleven, the under thirteens when he was twelve. It, it, such was his talent at the time. Like, uh, he was more than capable of playing a year up. He was, um, Dan was an excellent trainer, but always took his training serious and uh, always took his game serious as well, but but enjoyed it as well. You, well, Dan Bigger is not the only, the only guy to have come through to the very top level from, you know, a, a small town, village almost, yeah. Gorse Ion, but Lee, yeah. ha- Lee Halfpenny and Ross Moriarty. Ross Moriarty, Eli Walker. Oh, there's been a, quite a few there. So Lee Halfpenny, he's going to get his hundredth Test cap for Wales this weekend. That's right. Yeah. He he has a, a pavilion or or a barn named after him at the club. What are you going to do for Dan yeah, Bigger? We have a new um, uh, rugby club built there the last couple of years, and it's called the Lee Halfpenny Suite. So come on then, we we need a Dan Bigger something, don't we? If if well, yeah, let's say if he starts, if he starts, now, yes. Oh, I'm sure you'll have something after this tour. He's uh, he's on form, very good right. form at the moment. I'm happy to help you come up with some ideas. Just going back to the young Dan, young Dan Bigger, I, I want to ask you, was he ever quite chopsy with the refs when he was, no, when he was no, younger? Dan is not like that at all. The Dan you see on the field now is 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 not like that Dan in real life or uh, in his personal life. And he never was. He was a very, very quiet uh, lad on the field uh, at the age of 11 or 12. And even till the age when he left us till 16, he was never... He, 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 he looks chopsy, but he's not. Dan is a gentleman. Oh, you don't have to convince me of that, Rob, honestly. I, he is one of my man crushes. He's an impressive yeah. human being. I, I've been lucky enough yeah. to in, interview him a bunch of times, uh, you know, holding the microphone uh, in front yeah. of him after he gets a man of the match performance uh, playing right, for, yeah. for Northampton Saints. And I always, always find him inspiring and, and never fail to be impressed. Uh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a special guy. Yep. Yeah. He always has been since a young age. Do you backing him for a starting spot out in South Africa? Oh yes, I think so. Very much so. Yes, yeah, yeah. He's got to be the first choice at the moment. And just onto your club, where where it all began for Dan Bigger. Yes, it must have been a tough year. Uh, you, you've you've been a club that have brought through the, a generation of youngsters, but there's yes. uh, there's a lot of young guys now that haven't had a lot of rugby. How's it been being oh, a grassroots yes. rugby club? It has been a very tough year financially for the club as well. Like you know, it's not easy to survive a season without uh, some sort of income. But uh, yes, and the, the, the kids are boiling over, ready to get started. So it's, uh, I hopefully all things all things will be going now in September. Here's hoping. Have you, how often, if ever, have you seen Dan back at the club? I know he's a busy man. Oh, he's a very busy man, Dan. Yes, yes very well. Oh, he's been back on a few occasions, yes. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's local, so he's not, uh, he's in the area as well. Um but yeah, he's, he's made us a couple of occasions, does the, the children's presentations and what have you. So um, yeah, he's not a stranger to us. Good stuff. And if if Dan was stood opposite you right now, um, you know, he's got a big month or two ahead of him, what would be your message to Dan? I would say just don't change anything, Dan. Play as you, as you normally play. Be yourself. 
lovely sentiment and uh, cracking chatting to you Rob all the best to everyone at Gorsine and Rugby Club hoping things are back to normal I hope you can get a, a crowd down you got any people coming to watch the game at the club at the weekend can oh, you do yes, that it'll be full. yes oh. it'll be bouncing yeah. good to hear well you've got Lee Halfpenny as well to celebrate so uh, good on you Rob yes. thanks for your time ok thank you very much Rob Steele from Gorsine on Rugby Club I, d- I do love those little segments on the show when you just you just get a sense of the of, as much as anything you get a sense of just what it will mean to Dan Bigger yeah, absolutely, and the the pride that um, that Rob there had in in Dan coming through, Dan knows exactly where he came from, and you and I have both met Dan. We, I spoke about it earlier. You just did just now. He's a really down to earth guy, yeah. and you can imagine he he doesn't forget where he comes from. He's no. a, he's a local lad. All right, he's moved to Northampton to play for the Saints, and he jets off with Wales every every autumn, and or. or well, uh, every Six Nations or every summer they go down, they go somewhere. And now he's off with the Lions. This is a second tour. He didn't play in a test mm-hmm. in his first one in, in 2017. He played five times. Um, not one one test. It feels like this could be his tour. He got the the official, uh, Jamie Roberts didn't give it to Dan Bigger. He gave it to Jack Conan but, um, on our coverage. But uh, the British and Irish, Irish Lions official man of the match was Dan Bigger against Japan. He controlled the game brilliantly. Him and um, Conor Murray, it seemed like they'd been playing together for years and maybe he has done on, the, on that last tour in yeah. 2017, but that was four years ago. Yeah. So he's, he is probably a mix between Owen Farrell and Finn Russell, isn't he? Where he 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 can do everything pretty well. Um, he's a good kicker. He controls the tempo. He's got a good pass. He can do those line breaks. He's a good tackler. Whereas Finn Russell, you, could, you would say, is the more flair player and Owen Farrell is the, the more brutish um, kicker and tackler of of the three, so if you want that balance, um, I think Dan Bigger's your man. But we'll we'll have to obviously you have to wait and see yeah, for that I first mean, test. Through his whole career, people have uh, not written him off, but people have sort of thought other people should be ahead of him. And he's very quietly always gone about his business and always risen to the top. And the greater the occasion, the greater the performance you get from Dan Bigger. And I've no doubt that will be the case this summer. He is in pole position as, as I see it at the moment for that fly half jersey. Uh, you're listening to the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse, the spirit of rugby, 18 plus, be drink aware. Coming up next, well, we're going to hear TalkSport's Andrew McKenna having a chat with the England, for, well, former England and former Lions legend, back row man, Lawrence Delalio. <laughs> Back to the Lions. Can they do it quickly? Brian O'Driscoll fires the ball out between his legs out to uh, George North. He's got Israel Falau on his back and he actually carries him in a fireman's lift. He gets up to the halfway line. That's the huge cheer. He decided to take ball and all that time, George North. They're into the uh, Wallabies off. North is actually struggling. He's he's down. He's holding the back of his head and we're going to go back for a knock-on. But... Having done that incredible piece of play, George North is now receiving treatment from the medical staff and he is holding the back of his neck. What could have been a great moment for the Lions could be very significant. Israel Falau came up, tackled North, and he simply just picked him up. Oh. And then Falau sort of hit through him in a sort of a judo sub. I think that's a suplex in the WWF. DDT, actually. 
uh, to be technical on the on the wrestling parlots there. Uh, what a moment in Lions history from eight years ago on this very day when George North uh, was running with the ball and decided to, uh, with the other arm, pick up Israel Falafel and chuck him on his shoulder. But I, I'd forgotten that George North got injured in that act. I'd totally forgotten that. Yeah, yeah, he really, really hurt himself. And um, I don't think he was quite right for the rest of the tour, even despite uh, England, uh, England, apologies. He was born in Kings Lynn, go on the Norfolk lad, George North. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, despite the Lions walloping the Wally, Wallabies in the, the next test to seal the series, um, but yeah, he, he actually did himself, if, if we're doing a Mac, he did himself a mischief. <laughs> the Etihad Stadium in Melbourne there, 56,000 fans saw that one, but millions loved that particular moment. And we'll be looking back on some of the famous moments from Lions Tours of the past uh, on Lions Daily, where right now, more from Macca. Uh, his chat with Lawrence Delalio, thanks to Land Rover. Now, Delalio, he notched up three Lions Tours, gaining three caps to add to his 85 for England. Uh, and they were speaking before the Japan game, but it, it's still pretty relevant now. Uh, just have a listen. If you were a, a player picked in this Lions squad to go to South Africa, would you be concerned about COVID? Or, or are you just taking it as read that everything's going to be in place and, and everyone will have dotted I's and crossed T's? Well, naturally, there, there, I think uh, there is a concern. You would have a concern. But, but um, I think that these players have been living in a... You know, we, we've, all, we've all been living with COVID in varying different degrees for, for quite a while now. And uh, I think, um, you know... Certainly, from the players' perspective, the ones I'm I've been close to is is that they, you know, they're going about their business everyday business. They want they want to play rugby. You want to play rugby, but you want to you know you want to carry on being able to do what you you do, but but do it in a, in the knowledge that it's you know in a safe and secure environment, I guess. And and everything is you know seems to be in place certainly here. And I'm sure that all the reassurances that they've been given is that those will continue to be in place in South Africa to make sure that. Uh, that um, you know that the tour can go ahead. I mean, I'd be more concerned if my if my mum and dad and my family and friends were coming over to South Africa to support me without, because you know the players kind of, you know, they're in their bubble, they're in their hotels, that you know they're being tested every two days. You know, the protocols are all all in place to make sure that the uh, the risk is mitigated. But I, I think it would be different if um, if we were, um, you know, if you had family and friends who are. Um, footloose and fancy free if you like in in south africa because you you can't you know you you can't guarantee anyone's safety out there so as, as painful as it is to, to travel to south africa without fans i mean i think it is the right decision um and i know everyone wants to defer and delay the tour but the reality is that when you know there's no certainty around around when things will be anything close to, to where they were previously so you know i guess we've just got to get on with it as as best we can Right, you started all three tests back in 97, two on the blind side, one at number eight. Mm-hmm. What's it like a South African series in South Africa? Well, it's one of the toughest places to play rugby in the world. I mean, probably New Zealand and South Africa, with, with all due respect to our Australian friends, is, is um, you know, is the two hardest countries to, to, to play rugby. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're normally... Well, they've they've won how many? Is it five World Cups between them, or six even? I think they've won a lot anyway. So the, I mean, they're they're the, they're the current world champions. So I think that gives you a context. And just to put it in perspective, I mean, the Lions obviously won in seventeen seventy four. Um, you know, there was obviously apartheid, which which ruled South Africa out of participation for a long time. But 
post-apartheid. The All Blacks only won their only the All Blacks themselves only won their their first Test series in South Africa in 1996, um, which was a year before we then repeated defeat with with the Lions in '97. So, you know, it's it's a pretty pretty small number of, of, of teams that have gone over there and actually won a series in South Africa. So if the Lions are able to, uh, to, to pull this off, then it, it would be a, a fairly significant victory because uh, lots have tried and, and lots have come away with the, with, on the wrong side of the result. So all I can say to, to, to listeners is that to play South Africa is the most physical encounter you will ever experience. You know, they literally run over the top of you. Uh, and if that doesn't work, then they run over the top of you again. Um, and if that doesn't work, then they'll give it another go. And uh, you know, if you if you, you know what's coming at you when you play South Africa, um, it's quite another thing being able to stop it. And uh, and that's the challenge for these lines is is can they match the South Africans physically? Um, and you know, clearly it's something England couldn't do in the World Cup final uh, in, in in Yokohama in 2019, and they were blown away, weren't they? Really. But if you do match them physically. Um, then you have obviously got a chance of winning. Um, but if, you know, until you do that, you've got no chance of winning. On that, obviously, you've got to match them physically in defence. Looking at the pit, the squad that the Lions have picked in terms of the number eights, Jack Conan and Sam Simmons, yeah. it looks to me like they actually the Lions are going to be looking for the space di- between the defenders rather than running out the defenders. If they were going to play just a, a power game, you'd probably yeah. pick two different number eights, wouldn't you? So yeah. do, do we maybe have a hint that the Lions are going to be a bit wider than maybe some people are expecting? Yeah, we've got Toby Falatau as well, Tolupe Falatau to add to that list as well. So, yeah, I mean, 100% there's a, uh, um, you know, the, there's the theory that, I mean, if you if you try and take South Africa on at their own game, then, you know, it's you, you're going to do well to, to, to do that. What you do need to do is... is, is is be able to match them physically, and then have have a have a way of playing which um, you know which which challenges them a little bit, moves them around the pitch a little bit. So yeah, I think you know Warren Gatland is is uh, is pretty shrewd in terms of his tactics, and and, and he understands how to play the game. Um, he's got some very very knowledgeable coaches there, um, and I think there's some unfinished business in with Gatland and South Africa. You know, I think that they probably could have and should have won that series in 2009. I think. Uh, and it's probably one of the reasons why he, he signed up to do this job again, because uh, one, not only for continuity purposes, but two, he, he, he wants to go out there and, and, and just sort of, um, you know, finish things off, really. So, yeah, I do think the Lions will, will have a few uh, different ways of playing, um, you know, you, you could, because if you, if you play the way South Africa play, you know, you're, you're running the risk of, uh, of being beaten in a close arm wrestle, aren't you, really? So uh, I think that... You know, in the same way as we did in '97, where we almost used their strength and 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 used that against them in the in the scrum, for instance. Um, you know, I think Warren will, will will certainly have a few different ways of uh, of trying to unlock South Africa. Uh, you know, which is the same as what happened in New Zealand, really. You mentioned Warren there. You know him well from your time with Wasps. He had to call up Kyle Sinclair after Andrew Porter's injury. Now, we all saw Kyle's interview after he'd initially missed out on the squad. Do you think, in a strange way, that would have actually helped his chances of getting a call-up if, if Warren needed another prop? Because Warren's spoken about the characters that you're going to need on a tour like this with COVID bubbles and all of that. So did Kyle being so emotional maybe actually help him out in in the selection selection's eyes? No, I think he was probably always next in line anyway I'm sure the, look, the, the, there was a lot of marginal calls in that selection anyway um, I mean 
the tragedy really for for any for anyone is that we forget about the poor guy who gets left behind. I mean, Andrew Porter, you know, who, who was picked. I mean, you know, because such is the nature such is the nature of uh, of sport that it's um, you know the only story that we're interested in is the one that who replaces the guy who gets left behind. So uh, you know, I felt for for Andrew Porter, but but he's a young man and hopefully his time will come again. But but Carl has, has been there, done it with the Lions. He's he's I think his form is what is what 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 would have alerted Warren Gatland. He played exceptionally well in the game. I was actually at the game and gave him the Man of the Match award because he was outstanding. Uh, and yeah, look, you know he's. Uh, he, he's got a great opportunity uh, now to, uh, you know, to, to um, you know, to be part of a, a winning series. But but Warren's always been someone that, you know, he he, he will turn a, a negative into a positive, um, you know. And he, he's in the in his words, you know, he's he's quite happy that Carl continues to stick two fingers up at him and 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 proves him wrong. And and that's the thing about Warren is he's happy to be proved wrong by people. Um, He's happy to put his hand up and admit if he's been wrong himself, um, you know, and 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 got a selection wrong in in, in the past or in the future. So yeah, it's uh, I think it's a great it's great that it's great for Carl. Um, you know, loved his interviews, thought it was from the heart. Um, we we need to see more players put in front of the camera like that because uh, you know it's uh, it's where you get uh, you get to see the human behind the player and, and, and rugby is is about that it's about emotion so uh, it's, it, I thought it was a fantastic interview um, just finally uh, Lawrence uh, obviously we're talking about elite level sportsmen and there, there are very few secrets if you like by the time you get to this level but the very fact that South Africa have got so many of their squad who've been playing in the premiership five up at sale Jasper Visa as well d- does that maybe change the dynamic a little bit in the fact that they've they've had almost you know that experience and, and recent experience of playing with and against guys who they're going to be going up against well I mean that's a it's a good point you make but it's also cuts both ways doesn't it really um you know in the in the old days you'd go up against players you'd never played against before um you know it's the same for the uh, for the british and irish Lions squad you know they've that they, they play with and against some of these players um and uh, and they they know exactly what the, you know what's coming at them so uh, i think yeah i think it's it, it it it's it's an interesting one um, but it, but it's but it's the same for both sides. I think I think the Lions know as much about South Africa through that familiarity yeah. as as they as they do the other way around. The good thing is you know each other's strengths, yeah. but you also know each other's weaknesses as well. So uh, uh, it's up to you as as, as 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 a team and as a group to exploit that. Um, and uh, I think it also adds a little bit of excitement to the challenge as well because nothing like knowing one of your team, knowing you know getting one over one of your teammates is there. And when they're out, and when you're in a, in a position like Tom Curry, where they're outnumbering you five to one, it'd be even better, wouldn't it, really? So uh, he, uh, you know, you you you'll want to be um, you'll be enjoying the training sessions every 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 day next season if uh, if they're to come back from South Africa victorious, that's for sure. And I think you'd be gently reminding them every time you run out on the uh, on the training park, as I'm sure Faf de Klerk has about the World Cup final. You know, probably wears his medal every day, doesn't he? I don't know. <laughs> I know I would. Cracking chat. England and Lions legend Lawrence Delalio talking to Andrew McKenna. Thanks to Land Rover. And that is the Lions Daily on TalkSport 2 with the famous grouse, the spirit of rugby. 18 plus, be drink aware.
Thank you for listening. I'm back at 5pm tomorrow and as well as coverage of every Lions match on tour, we also have commentary on Friday of South Africa against Georgia, our first look at the Springboks. That will kick off at 6pm. On DAB+, online, via the TalkSport app and on your smart speaker. Lions Daily on TalkSport 2. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.